0: Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I have a very special guest on today. This guy is literally a rock star. Like like he actually is like the founder of the Rockstar Automotive. I think he, he calls it the non-conference, but we'll, we'll get into that. But I wanna welcome my buddy, Matt Koenig to the show. Matt, welcome to the show, man. What's up, brother? Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to break <laughs> through boss. <balls. laughs> Dude, you're you're uh, let's just get, give everybody a, a a fair warning. There could be some choppiness. Matt is in a CD motel in <laughs> San Francisco. Baby. In San Francisco for the NADA show. And um he's got uh <laughs> the internet the internet there is not necessarily the uh, the, the best. <laughs> God, I
1: feel like we're starting this show up on the right foot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we just gotta give give everybody a warning, man. That's all. So so um, so, Matt. You know, I created this show back in March or April. I said yesterday, I gotta I gotta go look and see see what. Uh, when it actually was i don't remember but um you know um we you know this is really about helping people get unstuck man and and you know in in life we all hit those those walls we hit those those and and don't know how to get over them around them under them um you know and or just bust through them. And I know you've hit some in, in your life and, and in your business and your journey. And, and you know, I just wanted to kind of get you to share your story about how it all happened. And and uh, <laughs> Tammy Wood, do you see her comment? <laughs> she says, it looks like, looks like Matt is in a dark closet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the blinds. In San Francisco, nonetheless. So, yes, it, it, and there's a light. I, see. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in split screen right now, so nobody can see the light yet. The yes. light. But, oh. um, so, so <laughs> there you go. So, uh, hey, Craig Lockard's on. I love that dude. So, so um, Matt, let's let's start with um, you telling everybody, you know, where you were born and raised. Let's start there. Awesome. All right. I was uh,
1: actually most of my life I've spent uh, where I was born and raised in Michigan. Grew up in uh, in Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's a real place. They brew Bell's beer. For those of you that like beer. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised there and um, <clears throat> built a kid when I was 18 and uh, said, holy cow, I better get a grown up job and stumbled into car sales, thankfully, because my dad did drugs with a finance manager at a dealership. Uh and and that's how I got in the car business. And twenty four years later, uh man, I've just I you know, I've I've been very, very fortunate, very blessed to do a lot of stuff between uh working every facet you can at the dealership from sales F and I, sales management, and then uh, being director of training for a group where I was teaching their leadership on down. Then I got to go to work with cars.com, fixed a ten year problem they had. And, uh, and then I launched Edmund's direct-to-dealer program. And then Chris, my business partner and I, had this bright idea that uh, how
0: hard can it be to do conferences? Well, uh, so- well, 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 yeah. Let, let's, dude, you're like, this is gonna be the fastest interview ever. Okay, well, thanks for being on, Matt. <laughs> no, 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 you don't get it. You don't get to escape that easy, dude. So. So listen, man. Let's let's talk about childhood. Let's talk. Let's no. start there, man. Like you, 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 so you were unfortunately you're from Michigan. I'm kidding. I, I'm I'm a Buckeye dude. So. Oh, I know. Oh. All right, know. Greg. Now I see why Ken likes you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. But so so, you, you, talk about what you said. Your dad was in the car business. No, my dad did drugs with the guy in the car.
1: Oh. business. yeah. So you said my childhood. My childhood was a uh, was a mess, man. I, oh, nice. I grew up uh, I grew up in a in a in a uh, in a poverty ridden environment, man. Um, my dad's side didn't have a whole lot of money. My mom's side uh, they ran with a lot of bikers, and uh, so I, I wasn't necessarily in the most wholesome environment. High school, where I started spending time living with my grandparents, but I built a child. Uh, and I was like, holy cow, uh, I'm going to have to be a grown-up and support him. And, uh, yeah, my dad smoked pot with a finance manager at a dealership and got me a job interview. <laughs> I thought I was going in for an interview to detail cars. And uh, they, they ran me through the interview and they said, uh, you know, show up on Monday. You're going to start selling cars. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> They're like, you know, we, you know, wear a tie. And I'm like, I literally bought the pants. The shirt and the tie I had on at like Goodwill because I had no money
0: and no grown-up clothes. And how, how old little- were you at that point? Uh, 18. eighteen. I was eighteen years old. So did yep. you, you graduated high school? I did. Okay. I did. Um, and you got no trouble in school at all, I'm sure. No, I was uh I, I managed to slide under the radar pretty well
1: in school. I, I I was very good at knowing the right people and never being at the forefront of things.
0: So right. So I don't know how I can relate to that, but somehow I can. But but so so you were um did so you didn't go to college then? I did for um,
1: – so while I was selling cars, uh, I actually um, went, started going to college, started uh, getting my prereqs out of the way at uh, Kalamazoo Valley Community College. And I was going for accounting because you could tell that's my personality type. Uh yeah. has to be locked away from people. Um, and uh, I, I, I had a great English class, and I started taking the accounting class, but I missed the first day because we were closing a month. And the teacher had the audacity uh, on the second day to go, let's see if the losers that skipped the first day are here. And uh, I was like, I'm at this time, I'm 19. I go, I'm 19, I made more money than you did last year and I paid for the class. So right. I don't appreciate being called a loser. Uh, and I, I got up and left and I was like, you know what, I don't need a guy that's teaching, you know, antiquated things to guide me. I think I just need to learn how to sell and sales, sales will fix everything.
0: Wow, and it's and it's thankfully it has. <laughs> so, but you so you you so you started out selling cars at yeah. eighteen. At eighteen, wow. blew
1: out of the first two stores I was at too, man. You know, no training. It was there's the keys, there's the lot and I literally still remember my first customer interaction because it ended with be, me being told if I let them leave uh, again without introducing them, I could just go with them. That was literally my first day, my first customer interaction. Uh, wow. It was horrible, and, um, and I almost got fired on the first day. And I probably, listen, I'm thankful they made a hiring mistake because I never should have been hired in the first place.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow, it was, dude, it was bad, huh? Did, oh, so did you did you make it? Did you make any money though in the first? <laughs> uh, well, to me,
1: I did. So, you know, I'm 18. My first month, I think I sold uh, I sold seven cars. and made like twelve hundred bucks. And I thought I thought I was rich, dude. Like literally, the only person in my family that ever made more than thirty grand was my uncle, who was a crop duster. Uh, and I always remember because Danny had a green Jaguar, a Jaguar, XJ6. <laughs> Jaguar. Syllables for those of you that call it a Jagwire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My uncle had a, a Jaguar XJ6 uh, green. I still remember. It's a beautiful car. And I was like, that's what it means to be rich. Like if you have a Jaguar, you're rich, right? So I was like, right. one day I'm going to be rich and I'm going to have one. So it's <laughs> it's funny. Um, my first month I saw seven cars that make 1200 bucks, And I think, man, I'm on my way. Like I'm, I'm killing the game. Uh, this is 1994, by the way, everyone. Just so you know, <laughs> year old kid, that was a lot of money yeah. compared to four bucks an hour I made sanding drywall for my dad. Right. Uh, month two, I sold uh, five cars and made thirteen hundred bucks, and I was like, "Wait, I can work less and make more money." <laughs> and then, at the end of month two, uh, the general manager was kind enough to come to me, and he spoke like he had cotton balls in his cheeks, and he said. <laughs> Boy, in these two months, I learned to love you like a son. I was like, well, thanks, Sam. He goes, come I'm firing your ass like a man. Get a box. You're gone. And I was like, wow. Uh, I grew in the Plymouth Horizon, uh, <laughs> crying, literally in tears. Like, oh, my God, when this baby is born, he's going to die of starvation because I won't be able to provide oh for him. Oh, my
0: God, dude.
1: I, I cried all the way home, man. Uh I cried. I, I cried the first day I got the job because I was so excited. And I called my grandma. I'm like, I'm gonna make so much money. I'm gonna be a professional sales. She's like, What are you doing? I said, uh, Selling cars. And on the other end of the the payphone, uh, it sounded like uh, she had been stabbed. She was like, oh, don't <laughs> let him tell me a liar. <laughs> and so, so then I'm like crying. I'm like, oh, I thought she'd be so proud of me, uh, and she's not. And then on the last day, I was crying. I was like, man, I am an immature child. And I <laughs> yeah. know, I'm like, I can't hold a job, and I've got a
0: human coming. Oh, this is this is not a good start to grown up life. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. So, um, so wow. So, and and so you decided at that moment after getting fired from the job you were killing it in. <laughs> Sorry you decided that's it. I'm done with the car business. I'm gonna go sand drywall this is the that's my calling All right.
1: I, I did I didn't actually I, I told myself I was like, man, you know what um, this is this is easy money if someone if, if someone teaches me how to do it right I can do it well yeah uh, and and, the, and I, I failed uh, in the first store because I, I think looking back you know 24 years later, and the real reason was I I thought sales was about um how much could you take advantage of people. That was how well, they ran their store, you know. How much could you get away with? And that never settled well with me. And now I understand why my grandmother said don't let them turn you into a liar. Uh and so it never sat well with me. And then once I realized okay, it, it's it's not about that. It's about serving people. It's it's I was like, okay, this, this is what it's all about. And then, it started to make sense. But that store, um, I went to another one actually, and I told them, if you just teach me what to do, I know I can do a great job for you. And thankfully, they made a hiring mistake in hiring me with no experience. But the problem was they, they didn't teach me either. So it wasn't actually until I got fired from that store. <laughs> uh, the, third, the third one, I hooked up on uh, Grant Cardone Training.
0: Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, so they wait
1: hold on. You
0: got fired from a second store?
1: Oh, dude, I got fired from a second store within the same year. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Two, another 60-day deal, no training, up rotation system, middle of winter in Michigan. Every time a young kid like me pulled on the lot, they were like, uh, hey, Pugsley, that's yours. Yeah, what? you heard it right. Because I am a little short, fat kid with black hair.
0: Oh, my God, dude. So, wait a minute, you, you – <laughs> You said no training, so these these dealerships are hiring people and not training them. You act like that's different than today. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, hey, dude, you've oh. you've heard me say it a million times. I'm not I'm not in the car business. Although Lisa Copeland and everybody keeps saying, like Frank Lopes is like, yes, you are. We've adopted you. <laughs> but like I, I've never, you know, one time a long time ago, I lived in a long time ago. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and and I I went to work for for um, Marietta Jeep, and okay. and I think I was there for like three days or something because I I took some this couple out <laughs> in a demo and I'm like. I'm like, dude, let's go to an open parking lot and open this thing up, man. And just like, he's like, I'm afraid of it rolling. I said, well, let's try to roll it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. And it wouldn't roll. It wouldn't roll, dude. And they bought it. But they, they, they said, yeah, man, they told the sales manager or something. I let them like, (laughs) and I got fired. So it was like three days. I'm like, you're an idiot, then, man. If you if you don't, you can't claim that it won't roll and not let people test the roll factor. You so. got to try and
1: roll it. We got to try and roll it.
0: Right. But yeah. anyway, so um, so like, like you um, you got fired from. You, I feel like we're dumb and dumber right now. <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I, listen, every every hero story has to, the
1: hero's journey has to have right. There's got to be that point where the hero is down, and and and, and But the sad deal is, it's happened multiple times. Throughout. You you and I have talked, so you yeah. know more about my yeah. story. But starting out, it wasn't a good start. Uh, I say it wasn't a good start, but the reality is, Ken, it was the absolute best start, and it was the start that I needed. Yeah. Because had I not been in those stores, like the second store of my training was go upstairs and watch American Sales Television Network for two weeks. <laughs> and, then, and then you're going to be great. I'm like, all two weeks was – it was like a series on fixed ops service department. I'm like, I thought, like am I going to go be in service? Like I don't even know why I'm watching this, people. I don't know. So it, it, was a, it was a rough start, but it was the one I needed because by the time um, I failed out of the second store – and now mind you uh, – we had apartments my son had a, a crib dresser um we had a, a table that was given to us by my dad a couch that was in no no bed no other furniture like we were like ramen noodle, like eating you know 19 year old kids and uh, and sleeping on blankets on the floor for a bed and I was like, holy cow like this is not the life that I said I was gonna have yeah. Like, yeah, this is not okay. And so I went to a third dealership, and it was December. Uh, the one that I was at, the, the GSM. You'd know how good your day would go after lunch, depending on how red his nose and cheeks were, because there was a bar <laughs> South Bank that he would go to for lunch. And if I came back uh, super super drunk, you knew he was going to be fun. If he if he like had one one more, uh, it was going to be like bad yell at everybody day. But the one, the one kind of thing he did was he came up to me about a week before Christmas and he goes, I'm not going to fire you before Christmas because that would be horrible. But you're not going to be starting the new year here. Oh he goes, God. I'm still going to pay you your draw, uh, but you should probably go look for another job and call in sick tomorrow. Like literally. Oh, my God. So at least it was kind of him. <laughs> hey man, it, it was rough. But, oh man, there's no but. It was just hell on earth. Um, that but I went, I was dealership number two. Yep, Chrysler okay. Dodge Jeep store. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Plymouth Ram back then. Did, dude, did you <laughs>
0: test the Jeep Roll Factor?
1: No, they wouldn't let me drive cars. They kept saying like I was too young to be on the insurance. I think they just didn't think I could drive without crashing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> man. So, so so you <laughs> you you found you found a third dealership. I did,
1: and and they didn't make a hiring mistake. Uh, I say the other two did because they did. They, to hire someone to not train them was a horrible decision. Yeah. The store, um, they literally brought me in. I, I interviewed four hours the first day. Uh, it was actually eight with all the wait time. And another six to eight hours the second day. Um, and they walked me through everything. They said, for two weeks, you're going to have a mentor working with you. A guy named Chip Iceberg. I love the guy to death today. I, I think he's fantastic. Um, he was a pro golfer that went into car sales afterwards. Wow. But he uh, he mentored me for two weeks. Uh, I got turned on to Grant Cardone training, which as you know, I love Grant. He came yeah. and keynoted our first Rockstar for free. Uh, and Grant, his training really changed my life because it was it was really customer-centric, right? How would you treat your family member? Why wouldn't you treat everybody like that? You know, make it fast, make it easy. And uh, that first year, I won Salesperson of the Year. I won a trip to Vegas before I was too old enough to go and still went and drank in Vegas because <laughs> I was super responsible. Um, and I was like, this is it. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Okay. You won salesperson of the, so you got fired from the first two dealerships. You get a job at a third dealership, which is unbelievable. Like, like, like dude, the car business after losing two jobs in the car business, like most people are going to be like, yeah, I, I, this isn't for me. Like, I, 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 I guess I'm just not meant to be in car sales. But you said, "Eh, no, I'm going to a third one and 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 you got some training from Grant Cardone, which we both love Grant Cardone, his trainings phenomenal. But so you got this training. And is that what is that what gave you the the beside your natural drive? But is that what gave you the ability to become number one in that dealership? Uh, you know, it
1: was a mix of two things. Uh, it was the Grand Cardone cassette tapes and VHS tapes, yeah. helpful. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think the bigger thing was that I was mentored by by this gentleman, Chip. Um, Chip literally, he didn't do what most people do, which is let me sick him on some people and then I'll get some split deals out of it. Uh, he literally would sit with me and and he he was a, a business professional, He, like, he would tell me, he goes, listen, you can stand around and talk to these other jokers who are going to complain about all the stuff that they can't control and do all this other garbage. He goes, or you could, like, learn to shut up and listen. And he goes, this may not sound nice to you, but, uh, I actually care. And he goes, look, dude, uh, am I going to get some split deals off this? Sure. But he goes, Here's here's the reality. I, I care about you being successful, and uh, and so if you'll just listen to me, I will help you do it. And here's the funny part: he he was the number one salesperson there. Wow! Uh, and I, that was the only <laughs> only time I ever beat him at anything was by getting salesperson of the year. It was me, him, and Tim, a guy named Tim Thurman, uh, and I I literally, literally won. My, uh, a unit and a half at the end of the year when it was off and and i gotta tell you man i owe all of that to chip and his mentorship i I guess the big thing that made the difference is someone cared enough about me to invest in me
0: dude see that's that's and bill bill have is on here by the way i love that dude man i I, I started to watch party on my phone so people are watching us Uh, through that bill bill's bill's freaking amazing but he's he's an, an example of what you're talking about like you know, caring about other people is so freaking important. And and it took somebody who, i I'm sorry, but man, it's kind of funny that you got fired. From, especially the second way, the second way that you got fired. Like, dude, I'm not going to fire you before Christmas because that would just be cruel. But uh, don't come back. <laughs> exactly. That
1: was, and for those that don't know, the watch party, see, if you don't see both Ken and I, there you go.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah, dude, it
1: was uh, brutal.
0: So, so, um, so you, uh, so, wow. So you, you really started to take off. I'm assuming you start making better money than 1200 bucks a month. Yeah. I so saw in 19 in 1995, my first year selling cars, I
1: made like almost 40 grand, yeah. which back then, um. Was was quite a bit for a 19 year old kid, right? I felt like I was super rich, um, and I'll tell you, dude. Um, but after two years, I had the same issues that most people have, which is you start thinking you're smarter than your boss, you think you know everything, and then it went downhill. And I yeah. had a roller coaster ride for a few years till I got kicked in the butt again in uh, '98 um, by another great sales manager who cared.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Uh, and, and my life changed then and, and, and in a major way. I, I all of a sudden understood what it really meant to have a leader who cared about you. And uh, and and then the store saw me progressing. And that leader recognized I was not good at selling used cars right. because I wanted everything to be perfect for someone. And they shifted me into a new car role because it was a split floor, and uh, and imports, which was Nissan. And and I had found my home then. And I, I just I, I could fully embrace it. And then they they did Joe Verdi training, uh, which taught me processes. Because as you know now, I'm just not a process driven guy. I think um, processes are a way to measure. Yeah. But I hate that most salespeople say, "Here's a sales process." I'm like, no, all that shit should happen naturally in a conversation with someone. Yeah. So, but I, I learned some like prospecting and building a schedule and processes that I just didn't have in place. And, and that's what pushed me into a leadership role and uh, becoming a trainer and stuff like that. So, so I, I, I had two great people
0: in my life, man. So, so, um, and, and I think that's so important because there are so many people that struggle trying to, you know, I read something, I think Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote it. Um, he said that spirituality cannot exist in a vacuum and, and, you know, we're all spiritual beings You know having this human experience and i think that it's so important that you you recognize that there are people on this planet that if you're struggling with anything they will help you and i've been helped by so many people the list is 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 insanely long so i you know i think about like like you know what you're saying like you had two people that that you know slapped reality into you probably in, in a lot of ways right and and you 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 so you were given that help and i'm sure people have reached out to you saying dude i'm stuck and i don't know what to do and you you help walk them through it especially in the car business man i mean there's i don't know, how many car salespeople are there on this well just say in the us there's got to be I, dude I, well
1: there's a roughly 20,000 franchise dealers Another sixty thousand independents, roughly, because they come come and go yeah. every day. I mean, so if you figure the average store's got ten people, I mean, we're talking about you know what yeah. six hundred thousand selling cars somewhere, yeah. somewhere in, in that area, right? Ten times sixty thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're so right. Half or more, yeah. probably uh, selling cars. I mean, it's it's tough. Clinton Bramlett just commented on the watch party. He said, "I have to interject here." Uh, that Matts helped me several times. I, I love Clinton. So one yeah. thing I found Ken, funny because you talk about helping people and, and me doing it, I get less people. It's funny in the last year and a half because I made some shifts. Those that know me know, uh, man, I was a pretty aggressive dude about a year and a half ago with stuff. Like I loved helping people, but if we, uh, you know, if, if we weren't necessarily pals uh, and, and you kind of ticked me off, I kind of went on social media and let everybody know because I was uh, a little less than happy with people back then. Um, but in the last year and a half I made some pretty shifts in, one of the things I've, I've been getting a lot more calls. Usually, that it has to do with people, not just like, "Hey, I, I'm having trouble with a deal," but it's more like, "Hey, this is going on in my life. Can I talk to you about that?" And it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I, I I hear you, man. I've I've uh, I've been there myself, and I you know I think that. Um, the i, I want to talk a little bit about because i know you, you you did car sales for how long how many years were you 12 years
1: 12 okay. years before i went out on my own for the first time and then did work with vendors okay what's that mean you did work with vendors so after 12 years i i my friend and i launched a um, a sales training company that was doing regional training all over the country oh okay and we we just we didn't we weren't outside salespeople and we failed miserably and lost everything and literally <laughs> like lost every single penny. I know you and I've talked. Uh, I mean like church group putting food on your porch lost everything. Wow. Like went from went from nearly six figures to zero dollars in six months and, and added another fifty grand of debt. Wow. Um, but cars.com picked me up. Uh, they found my resume and said, hey. We need somebody in uh, Western Michigan and in, in, uh, in Indiana. Um, and they didn't tell me that they had been failing for a decade in the market through the affiliate. Yeah. I, they were just like, hey, you know, you've probably never heard of us. Uh, we're like auto trader, except we sort by price. So it's more customer friendly. Right. And I looked at their platform. And this was in uh, 2006 was when I was starting. And I, I loved their platform, and I said, okay, I'll take the job um, mostly because, uh, dude, Target and Walmart wouldn't even hire me because they looked at what I made. And they wouldn't hire me even for a manager gig because they were like, managers make half of what you made. Yeah. You're going to quit as soon as you get something better. And I was really struggling. I was praying a lot. I like, man, God, why did, like, well, no one will hire me? I actually have a good resume now. I'm yeah. an adult with a good resume. Right. Uh, cars.com did. And I, I was selling their product to dealers, and, uh, I was very fortunate because I, I just I just told the truth. I told dealers you've never heard of it. Uh, for the first three or four months you might not ever see a lead come through. I said, but here's the deal. Uh, once I get, you know, twenty or thirty dealers on in this market, cars.com will start spending ten grand a month to advertise it. Yeah. Uh and, and you'll start seeing leads come through. And I said, and the more inventory that's on, the more customers that'll come. So tell me two or three of your dealer buddies so I can go turn them on to this too. I'm like, this isn't like your website where you're like, i want to be the only one. <laughs> uh, and so first year with cars.com, I, I actually won every award I could win salesperson of the year, president's club. Um, and they were like, well, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? I'm like, I just told the truth.
0: Yeah. Like
1: I didn't blow smoke up dealers butts. I know what I hated when vendors came to me yeah. to try and sell me stuff. And, uh, and I just didn't do that. And, um, few months after that first year, they said, hey, man, we want you to train all of our salespeople. We want we want them all to do to sell like you. So they made me a sales training manager, and I trained their salespeople. And then they were like, I was riding with them, and they were like, well, dealers like you, why don't you also be a dealer training manager? And I'm like, I'm, like at that time, no one was doing both. Uh, and so I was actually a sales training manager, and I was doing their dealer trainings all over the country. And wow, what a great company. I, I I don't care what anybody says about cars.com. No, they're, races, they're not They are a great company. Uh, Alex Vetter, who's now the president. Uh, I love Alex to death. You know, you spend a lot of time together.
0: Yeah. Mitch Gallup was the president, but just a quality company. Dude, dude, we got we got Katie Mayers on the show with us right now. Oh, I love Katie. Katie is She's freaking awesome. Ever. What's that? She's one of the most genuine
1: genuine human beings ever. Like this her,
0: goal. Her She's, she's real as it gets too. she's awesome. So, and I know she's, she's a speaker at, at, um, your event, which I want to get into, man. I want to get into, so, so you, you worked for cars.com, um, you killed it, you found, and that's the thing, man. I I, I think that I want to point something out is, is, you know, everybody wants overnight success. Like, you know, I, and I've told this story before. I mean, I'm, I have 16 and a half years of sobriety and I can remember when I first got sober and thinking, I, I, I saw these people driving, driving Mercedes, showing up to these meetings I was going to, and there, and one dude drove a Ferrari and I'm thinking, that's what, it that's what I get for this. This is awesome. When do I get the Ferrari? Like, like I want it now. <laughs>
1: right he was sober when he had all that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, right oh. well, you know so we we all want it we want the success overnight and 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 it doesn't happen that way you got to go through the getting fired from two dealerships or or whatever right and and you got to go through all the bad stuff to get to the good stuff and because it's not it's on a gradient it's not like Overnight, It just doesn't happen that way.
1: True story. And it's funny, Nate Martin, who were, was, he's a, at Cars.com, great guy. He just commented on the watch party, if I can't show you value, I wouldn't expect you to stay with us. It's one of the things, it's funny, when I was training people at like I'm like, look, you know, when you're going in and we're, you have to do a rate increase because we've, we've been building their business, I'm like, look, just you got to honestly say to them, if I can't show you value, I don't expect you to stay doing business with me. Right. It's just – is people remember these as like word tracks and lines and it's like no it's just a thing it's an honest thing to say right I mean it is and you know what Ken I'd love to act like um you know the hard stuff comes at the beginning of being an entrepreneur but you know you've started your own companies but the hard stuff comes throughout as well man Uh, (laughs) after after admins uh I took a risk went out on my own uh and I, I I didn't realize uh the common sense part which is when you leave the place that's writing you a six-figure check and start, next week, that check's not there. And <laughs> right. Crap. I didn't have a lot in the bank because I drive a 12-cylinder Mercedes uh, <laughs> and, you know, lease this house. And uh, and I spend it all because I can sell something tomorrow and make more. And I'm like, uh, poof. Uh, I, you know at that time I'm like I got a $3,000 you know alimony and child support going on yeah. I've, I've got s 600 12-cylinder twin turbo payment yeah. And this house and uh, and I go out every night of the week because that's like was my party rock lifestyle Right, and I was like the golden calf Moses uh, This company I'm starting better sure work
0: <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and that's yeah. you know and and then you have some success and then you have some setbacks and then you have you know, especially when you have the setbacks, like all that self doubt comes pouring in (laughs) and it's like, and Katie actually did a live stream last night that was phenomenal about, about that, you know, the, the fear and getting through it and all of that. But it's, that's probably one of the toughest parts. You know,
1: it still is, Ken. Oh, yeah. And uh, good morning, John Dawson. Good morning, Tim Noyce. Thanks for jumping on the watch party. You know, it, it is, um, Ken. And, and I'll tell you, th- those don't go away, right? Like, no matter, uh, I, I love Tony Robbins. I, I listen to, a lot of people don't realize, every day uh, I do devotionals in the morning. Every day I'm listening to uh, something positive, Joel Osteen, Tony Robbins, something. And people are like, you know, wow, oh, why do you do that, motivational, blah, blah, blah. Zig Ziglar said it best. You don't wait till you're dirty to shower, right? right? For me, uh, listen, there, there's that little voice in your head, you know, it's the devil, the enemy, whatever, uh, speaking in your ear that always wants to remind you of the bad times, right? Yep. So a lot of struggles where I'm like, oh, oh come on. <laughs> Man, have a rough one, or you don't quite get the deal you wanted, you didn't close that big sponsor in that moment, and, and the enemy's whispering in your ear, like, well, I mean, listen, you were never supposed to be at this level, you grew up a poor kid, yep. you know, you should still be in this little trailer, uh, you know, the little trailer park home, b- busted down trailer with holes in the floor, and no screens in the windows, and that doubt creeps in, yep. and it, it hurts, because you're like, God, but you know, why would you allow me to, to achieve certain things if I wasn't meant to keep getting better. And one of my favorite sayings, Joel Osteen goes, it's
0: not a setback, it's a setup. And yeah. I just love that. I love that, man. I love that too. So so you you started this, um, so you got, I, I want to, okay. So you transitioned from being a national sales trainer with cars.com, right? Right. Yep. Y- you mentioned Edmunds. Is that something different or is that the same? Yeah. I
1: don't know. com,
0: The largest, number one, uh, uh, most authoritative automotive
1: site in the world um, wanted to sell classifieds to car dealers okay. and they reached out to me and said, hey, would you launch this for us? We tried it with Auto Trader. They overpriced it and it failed. So they had no dealers on anywhere. And I, I literally sold, sold the first client. Um, uh, they brought me on. I launched the program as a contractor for them, uh, all over the country. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. The amount of deals that you know, I was able to thankfully bring on. And I was, they were brand new to the space for classifieds all their money was from manufacturers advertising with them so i launched that program for them i was very fortunate that i, I got the call to do that um it was funny because when they first called they said uh, we'd like to hire you to do this and i said uh, they said dealers hate us and we need <laughs> to change the perception because they they did this thing called confessions of a car salesman and they went to like an independent car lot that was like the shadiest one ever with a hidden camera and then it painted the picture that everyone was that way oh. and granted there were a lot that were that way back then, but but it was it was not the rule. It was the you know small percent, yeah. but it was still. And so I said, well, I'm, I'm a car guy and I hate you. So why would <laughs> I work with you? And they're like, we don't to do those those things anymore. We're not going to paint this tainted picture. And here's how much of a check we'll write you. And I was like, okay, I'll be yeah. your friend. Uh, so I went to work for them uh, and did that for a year, and then then I took a leap. And started my um, text messaging company, text lead gen company, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: So, at some point, though, you decided to do the Rockstar Automotive Conference. Yeah, yeah. Non conference or conference?
1: Well, so the company is Rockstar Auto Conference, but we've shifted the name to Rockstar Events. And there's one reason we've shifted the name to that because we're not like the conference as people are used to. And a lot like my good friend Dan Moore was talking to me. And I've talked to a lot of vendors He's awesome. and a lot. Of, I love Dan. He's and, and congrats awesome. to him, uh, selling Vista Dash, too, what, to Car Wars. Um, Dan is a good human, man, loving guy. And what he said to me is this. Uh, most vendors and most dealers are saying this. Conferences suck. I don't know if I'm going to go to any in 2019. And Chris and I were talking and we went, you know, we don't put on a conference. We put on an event. Like, you know, there's music, there's there's excitement. People are standing up, they're clapping, they're they're running around the room taking selfies to, to win tickets to the next one. They're they're doing rock star speed dating to meet the the um, like vendor companies. This is an event. It's like a rock concert meets education. And we said we've we've got to get the, the conference name out of what we market because we don't want people to go, oh, it's just another conference. And that was the thing when I was talking to Dan. He goes, um. He goes. I was talking to someone, and they were like, "Yeah, isn't that rock star thing the one that Grant Cardone spoke at and Gary Vaynerchuk did an Ask Gary V show for? Wasn't it in like a movie theater? And <laughs> it was our very first one we did it in Alamo Draft House because it was just such a unique environment. Wow. And uh, and which we're gonna do four more uh, in like Austin, um, Nashville, Seattle, Detroit, and then Florida, and we're hit, we're gonna hit Alamo Draft Houses and concert halls. Uh, so that it's very rock and roll and so we said we got to stop calling it a conference or people are going to think it's just like you know and, and no knock on what everyone else is doing right. Uh, Ziggler's got a good one you know there's all the all these folks that do conferences. Yeah. We don't do that. We do life changing events. If we can help you be a better person you're, you're going to sell more products. You're yeah. going to make more money. So we teach people way more than just here's three fancy words that will overcome 72% of objections. You know, it's 2019. That shit, thats bullshit. Uh, sales training stuff. Listen, come in, train my dealership once. I—I I, I can learn everything else I need to watching your videos online. Right. But that's a whole another rabbit trail to go
0: down. So, we so I'm—I'm I'm curious though, because um, I you know um, we both know Grant. We we uh, Gary V follows me on Twitter, which blows my mind. Um, but like you know, how did you get Grant to come speak for free at your first conference?
1: Oh, that's the, that's the $50 million question that everyone wants to know, right? Um, so it went down in 2015. Uh, I was, before, uh, before people were telling every salesperson, go live 800 times a day and annoy the shit out of everyone on Facebook <laughs> because you're talking about... And you're not a motivational speaker. You're a car salesman. Um, before those days, <laughs> with those of us who actually inspire and motivate people, we lived on Periscope and Meerkat, yeah, uh, Facebook Live. And so um, myself, uh, Grant, Gary, we were all in that like yep. early group. And one day we're in the office and I hear Chris uh, Spear. He goes, bro, come in the conference room. Uh, Cardone's on Meerkat and he's talking about you. Now, a week to set the stage a week earlier, Robert Wiseman, a friend of mine, calls me and goes, hey, dude, did you see what Grant did on Twitter? And I said, no, what do you do? He goes, he unfollowed everyone except for 80 people. And I go, really? That's cool. And I go back to work. He goes, no, 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 listen, you're one of the 80. He stayed following. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Grant's been like, you know, my idol since yeah. learning to see And I'd only met him uh, once or twice. So, I got trained to be a Cardone trainer, but so I got to meet him then and all that. But, um, so Chris, then here we are a month later. Chris, goes, Cardone's on Meerkat talking about you, bro. Get in here. And I walk in there, and Grant is saying, like, if you want to, if you want to learn how to do video right, you want to learn how to do social right, you need to follow, uh, Matt. And here's his handle. He's like, this guy, he's what's up. If you're not following him, you're stupid. Literally. <laughs> right? And so I pull up Meerkat on my phone, and, uh, and I don't know why, because I could have been content watching on Christmas. And he goes, oh, hold up. He just signed on. I'm going to cameo him in right now. And he cameos me in, and we're talking like this. yeah, uh, As if we've been friends for 20 years, yep. right? Yeah. And it's just been this great conversation. And he goes, listen, man, I want to do give, give, give. He's like, I want to do something for you. Name one thing, and I'll do it, whatever it is. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize at that time that our conference that we just decided to do literally yeah. like two days earlier we yeah. picked the date yep. uh, it happened to be grant's birthday uh, and, and Chris Chris is like dude ask him to keynote our conference And I go, grant, we're doing this Rockstar Auto conference here's the date. it's in kalamazoo Michigan. Love to have you come be the keynote And he goes,
0: done that's my birthday and it's my present to you I'm in dude i I, I was on I was on there. I remember that, that. I remember that. I was on there.
1: That was how it went down, bro. And everybody watching was like, oh, man, this guy knows Cardone. Like my Twitter following went from 1,000 to like 4,000 overnight. Right, My Periscope, everything jumped. And and now fast forward time, here's the best part. Uh, Digital Dealer, the same year that we did Rockstar, Digital Dealer was like uh, like two months later. And a, a, a guy took a picture, and I, I, I think I have it It's shared on my Facebook, but a guy took a picture. Grant and I ran into each other in, college, in the hall, and he's like, "Manny, Matt, come here, let me get a selfie with you, and pulls out his phone. And the next thing I see, I'm tagged in his Facebook post, and this guy goes, Holy shit, Grant Cardone just asked if he could take a picture with Matt. <laughs> like, now, it was just because, we, like, we'd finally built some rapport, right? It was just like, what's up, bro? Let's get a picture together. But the, like the, what it did for me on social,
0: yeah. you
1: know, was just epic. And he came to our event and it was funny because Jared Glant had told Chris when he was talking, Grant's like, have your people call my people and we'll set it up. Right. Yeah. So we get off the bed. I go, Chris, I don't have people. You're my people. Like you call. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't call. You got to call. I look like I got people. <laughs> so back then uh, it was, so Chris made the call. And he was talking to Jared. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Jared's like, he's only going to have time to do a and a That's it. Grant gets there with Elena, Scarlett, Sabrina, Ryan, Seco. And, uh, you know, we talk, whatever. And he goes, uh, gets, he goes, hey, Matt, what do you want me to do? And I said, uh, Jared said, uh, you've only got time for Q&A. He goes, yeah. Uh, Jared's not here and I'm the boss of my <laughs> company. And this is your thing. What do you want me to do? Whatever you want, I told you I'll do it for you. And I said, well, if we could start by letting people get pictures with you, that would be great. So there were like 70 people at that first event. Grant wow. took a picture of every single one in front of the Rockstar banner, did a, did a, a beautiful keynote, just dude, like amazing,
0: yep.
1: uh, almost an hour, uh, uh, which he for free right now I, on I,
0: our site. He li- he, li- I think he live streamed it.
1: We, we, we did, we live streamed it, and if you go to rockstarautoconference.com, you can literally click on the past events, yeah. Kalamazoo, you can w- watch Grant's keynote. Part of the time, he's got one of the girls on his shoulder, yeah. and then he did uh, a Q&A for 35 minutes after, man. He literally spent about two hours with us, and 0, 0 cents. and it's actually because of Grant offering to do it, is how we got Gary, because Chris called Gary these people, because it was right after Grant and Gary had a little bit of a piss-in match online. Um, about the cease and desist deal from the deal. Yeah, I remember. And Chris called Gary's people and said, we're doing this boutique event that's never been done before, and Grant Cardone is keynoting it, and we'd like to give Gary an opportunity to (laughs) to participate. Uh, and they were like, uh, yeah, Gary gets, you know, whatever, 50 grand. And Chris goes, yeah, and so does Grant. And he's flying in on his jet and his gas and doing it for free. But listen, if Gary doesn't want to be part of it, that's okay. He doesn't have to. We just thought we'd give him an opportunity. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, what's your number? Let us call you back. And so they called Chris. And, I'm like, I'm hearing Chris from the other office. I'm like, dude, you've got, like, balls this big. <laughs> uh, listen, that's we compliment each other in different ways. Like, yeah. I love that Chris is just so fearless. So uh, they call him back and they're like, listen – Gary's in Europe then, can you move the date? And I was like, shit, he's going to come do it. Uh, and Chris is like, of course we can't move the date. It's on Grant's birthday. And like we've already <laughs> got people coming that have bought plane tickets, right? And by the way, this is still three days after we had picked the date. We weren't changing the date. So, long story long, gear up. So they said, "Here's the deal. Um, he's got this book called #AskGaryV uh, that he wants to make a bestseller. If you'll buy, you know, X amount of books, right. he'll do an a exclusive Ask Gary V Show for you guys." So he did that for Rockstar just for us, and it was uh, it was a blessing, man. And and I don't want to shortchange. We had uh, a, a lot of other great auto industry speakers that were there as well: Brian Armstrong, Bobby Hearn, Jennifer Briggs, Mike Davenport, Eric Milch, yeah. uh, myself. Uh, so. But, but you know, those are the two big names everybody knows, Grant and Gary. But yeah. so many people that came and just were such a blessing with that first event. And then we were never doing it again, dude. We were like, screw this. A lot of work. Uh, we, we sold tickets for like 100 bucks each, yeah. right? We were just like, let's just do a conference. Uh, and when it was over, I think we had like made 500 bucks And we're like, whoever's <laughs> left, we're in to Shakespeare's pub and, and we're buying drinks until that's gone. <laughs> we all that drinks and we we're like all right done few that was a lot of work never do it again and then uh a couple weeks later traffic spiked to the site it was like three thousand unique visitors wow. 20,000 views was and all, then the email started going in when's the next one where is it at I want to come where can I buy tickets and we went holy crap uh it's next year and we're doing it in Dallas uh but you know we planned the date wrong right like there was NADA CBT us all like week 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 yeah uh, in a storm. So it was a small event, but lives got changed. And then we got, when's the next one again? And so that was when we, after the second one, we finally said, this is definitely not making us rich, but we're getting stories of people going, my life changed. I got a kid like Jerry peppers. I said, kid, he's about 30 something. Great guy down in Texas had never sold 20 cars in his life in a month. And when he left our event, He's never sold less than 20 a month on average. Uh, he broke 30 cars for his first time. And, you know, when you hear stories of like, I didn't think I could do this and now I did that, Jose Luis Dabda, I a shared a, a, a message he sent me with his permission about a month ago. He's a sales manager now. And he said, I owe everything that's happened in my career from being a salesperson to being in the role I'm at now leading people to my experience at Rockstar, which, dude, brought tears to my eyes. I'm like, what? I'm like, I thought this dude didn't care for it cause he hasn't come to everyone. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm like, man, to hear someone say that, dude, it's so humbling. Craig, so humbling.
0: There, dude, there's so many great comments on the live stream on Facebook. It's, it's amazing. Craig Lockard said he was in Dallas, but I want to, and Sandy Zanino said some really nice stuff. You'll have to go back and read some of it, but, but you know, I want to, I want to make a point <clears throat> about something, um, that, that, you know this this wasn't this wasn't luck. I mean, there might have been some serendipity, um, but but it wasn't. It was like you've put in a lot of work. You've lost a ton of money. You've 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 lost nights of sleep. I I, I get all that. I've been there. You know, I've been I I cameoed in with Grant. I don't know how many times on 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 uh, uh, Meerkat Meerkat and up. and you know like it was really really cool and and so but I want to point out a couple of things. Number one, you got Gary V. That's how I got Gary Vee to follow me is I bought like 20 or 30 of his books because when he was trying to get it to the best seller <clears throat> and I said, dude, I bought, you know, I sent him a, a tweet or whatever and he followed me. I was like, wow, Grant edifies people like crazy. Like he really does. And, and so, you know, Grant edified you because you edified him. And, and there's so many people and you and I have had these conversations about these, these, uh, and I don't want to say amateurs, like I'm, I'm not, I don't want to become a pompous ass about it. You know, I, 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 I don't because like, I remember the first time I went live, dude, I was nervous as a hooker in church, but you know, like I was like, I really was, I was terrified. And, but I, I can remember You know like learning watching grant and how he edifies other people and he does for others before he asks you to do anything for him and and gary v does that you know he really and and so you know anybody watching this going man matt's so lucky (laughs) i love that or ken walls is just lucky he's not you know it's not about that man it's 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 learning how to to edify other people first, put others first, right? So kind of just, and, and we're, we're, I mean, it's the internet, we can go all day if you want, but like I try to keep it around an hour, we're at 50 minutes already, dude. But like, like you know, talk about that a little bit, about how you edified other people before you expected them to do anything for you.
1: You know, the, the funny thing is, I didn't realize that I was
0: doing that. And I'd like to
1: act like it was very intentional early on, but it wasn't. Um, you know, uh, Cars.com used to have this thing, they were like, make your boss look good and that's how you move up with the company. Well, I wasn't focused on making my boss look good, I was focused on making sure my clients got what they want and, right. and that, to me, by default, make my boss look good. And what I've learned over the years, is that a good leader um, focuses on their people because they know that you know they get returns because of that. It just by default happens, right? About a year and a half ago, I got digging back, uh, really right when I started dating my girlfriend Dara. Actually, a lot of people don't know this about me. I used to be a youth pastor, uh, right? So don't let all the tattoos and the sometimes profanity fool you. Uh, <laughs> so I used to used to be uh, in, a, in a little non denom church and it was so cool. I uh, worked with teens a lot and. Um, I, I for a long period of my life, though, after uh, moving and, and shifting gears, I didn't spend a lot of time uh, studying anymore. And one of the first things that just just like re, I'd say, reawakened that was like looking at the model of leadership that Jesus had. Like, regardless of what someone's spiritual beliefs are, this isn't a religious podcast. But if you just look at a historical model, right, just time period in history, yeah, one of the biggest things talking about edifying others. Was there's a there's a, a a piece in there where he washes feet, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If you knew history back then, people would come to your home. You had a servant that washed people's feet, right? Yeah. Uh, but this is the dude that's like God in the flesh, the king, the leader, and he could say, starts washing people's feet. Uh, why was that a big deal? Well, because historically back then, the, the owner of the house wouldn't wash your feet, let alone the king, let alone God, right? Right. So, but that example set right there, like when you fast forward t- 2,000, 3,000 years, you go, if you if you actually take care of other people, if you make that your mission, what are they gonna wanna do? They're gonna follow you, they'll die on a sword for you. Yep. They, will, they will be crucified for you, they will lay down their life for you. So for me, and Chris, with Rockstar, we said, okay, obviously we wanna make a ton of money, right? We want this to be our living uh, as Rockstar, but we said, we, we've had multiple people go. Look, just uh, let sponsors pay you to speak on stage. And it's funny. We do step backwards. We pick our speakers before we start calling our sponsors, because we never want someone to say, "Well, the reason uh, you know Ken Walls is on stage is because he wrote a, a eight grand check for a booth." Right. No. We said if we truly are committed to helping people have a better quality of life when they walk out of the room than when they walked in. They're going to tell others, and they're going to want to be part of this movement, and um, and, and that's what we've committed to. So much so that we literally have a hundred percent money back guarantee. If someone comes to the Rockstar event and if they don't feel like their life is changed by lunch on day one, we will hand them their money back, and they can take off. Wow! Like no does that because we know in that first morning, people's lives are going to change so much. They're going to they're going to have so much in their head. They're going holy shit when I get back back, I'm going to be able to lead my people better. I'm going to be able to make better decisions in my marketing, in my advertising. You know, I, I, I literally and, and I don't say names because it's private business, but like somebody because of the experience interaction they had, their, their marriage came back together. That's like crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But it, you, you love love all over people. I love you back. But with be first for him, right somebody's got to be first and you know people I some some goober went online actually uh he's never been to rockstar never talked to us and went on and did some stupid video <laughs> rockstar auto conference sucks this guy yells he's like Aah! he yells at everything he's like <laughs> this should be called powdered sugar conference because there's no closers man I'm like yeah none of those seven figure earners know how to close anything guy <laughs> I'm like right and, and at first I got so ticked off, and I'm Chris, like, "Oh, it's pissing me off so bad! Like, why would someone say so many mean things? That's never been there." And I'm like, "You know what? We must be doing something right if it's drawing the, you know, the cockroaches into the light." That's like, right. Like, literally, people like Lisa Copeland, who get you know, ten, twenty grand a keynote, yeah. and Lisa comes for free and says, "I want to be part of this and bless people." Sean Thomas has become a friend. Asklaner.com. Mm-hmm. He's spoken at two rock star events for zero dollars and zero cents. I was ta- I was receiver.
0: talking to Sean yesterday, man. He's coming on the show. He's he's awesome. I'm, and Lisa Sean. I mean we don't even have to say anything else about Lisa. Katie Mayers is still on here. Like dude, these these yeah, are these are these he, are literally rock stars.
1: Well, and there's the big thing, bro, like um, Kendrick, like every speaker at a Rockstar event, uh, you know, Sean Kelly, Sean Welsh, Frank Lopes, none of these people ask for one penny. Coach Sherry Wynn is a two-time Olympic champion, national championship basketball coach. She's also speaking. Carrie Reese Wise. All of these people that are speaking are are high six and seven-figure earners. They get paid huge money to speak. Here's the one thing that not everybody knows about Rockstar. We've never paid any speakers one penny and we won't and here's why we want people that actually care about changing lives and I'm not saying that they're not worth it they're all worth millions like for them yeah. to come speak right but the, the beautiful thing is all these people we just mentioned believe in this movement to to help other people better their life and get a new life and because of them we're able to put on these events without them we, we couldn't do this so it's it is a blessing man crazy crazy blessing. It's,
0: it's incredible, man. It's incredible. And, 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 you know, I, I think that I want to kind of, we have three minutes left. (laughs) We're, we're going over. So we're, we're, we're all in, we're going over. Um, so, you know, I do want to say though, you know, I, I always ask everybody on the show, like, you know, people get, people get stuck. And, and they, or they give up easily. Like, dude, you got fired from two dealerships and you're like, but I'm a car salesman and you stuck with it, you know, (laughs) which that's that's so funny. But anyway, so like, and, and you've, you've done, you've obviously done very well. So, you know, let me ask you this. What do you think keeps people Stuck man, what is I mean? Everybody says fear and I agree with that, but what else?
1: Life experience man, I'll tell you it it takes a lot to dig yourself back out I've um, I've not only you know had the rough beginning But you know there's stuff people don't know uh, when I sold my text company at a big cancel right before it sold I lost 75% of the value of selling the company um, at a lawsuit with an unscrupulous person uh, at one point, um, which which literally, uh, financially, um, that coupled with uh, a bad uh, business decision that we made on another deal, uh, those both happened to coincide in the same year, and I had a year where I went from a quarter quarter of a million dollars of pocket money the year before to literally losing so much. Filing yeah. uh, taxes would just be for fun to show, hey, look who lost the most money this year. Yeah. And I don't mean like lost it from like eighty million down to twenty million. I mean like in the red, lost money. Yeah. So people don't realize, you know, to get unstuck, it, it takes faith. And and I'm not just talking about like religious. I'm just talking about like everybody has faith in something. Right. But you gotta have the faith that if you do the right things, the right things will come around. And you gotta have the patience to see it come to fruition. And sometimes it means doing the the stuff you don't want to do in the interim. Sometimes it means if you're an entrepreneur. You got to go take a a job to work for someone else to make the money to get you back where you want to be. Right. Sometimes it takes going to bed and crying yourself to sleep so that everybody else (laughs) doesn't see it. You know, like getting, getting unstuck takes courage, right? People, people, what do they say? You know, being brave is, is having the courage to do it even in, you know, when you're scared. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, as entrepreneurs, we just, you know, we jump. Ah, oh, we jump. Steve Hart says jump. Yeah. Well, guess what? Unless you've jumped and had a family to support and then, you know, you're 40,000 40, feet in the air and you get to 20,000 feet and you go, shit, I forgot my shoe. <laughs> right. You don't understand what it's like. Right. right. So to get unstuck, listen, you, you got to have the faith that doing the right things will yield the right results. You got to have the patience to stick with it and you got to have the willingness to do what's hard, even yeah. when. Even when it feels like a step backwards.
0: So let's say, and and this is a question I ask everyone. Also, let's say that um, you know I had I uh, you know I've been in business sixteen years, man, and and it's um, it's it's it, man, it's been a battle. And and you know I think about one time I had a I had a an employee walk in my office and go and interrupt me. I was in a meeting. Um, hey, there's a guy walking around your your SUV out in the parking lot, looking in the windows and stuff. And I go, "Well, tell him to get out of here." And he's like, "He goes, well, he's got he's kind of got it blocked with his tow truck." And I go, "Well, then definitely tell him to get out of here." <laughs> so we know what that was. Yeah, he was there to pick up my car. And, and so, you know, that was a, a great moment, but you know, all my employees got paid, but I didn't. But you know, so like, like, you know, there are times though in life that everybody goes through. If somebody called you up and they said, dude, my electric's being shut off tomorrow. My car was repoed last week. Everything's falling apart. I can't figure it out. I'm not making enough money to even feed my kids. What do I do, man? What do I do? what would you say to that person to help them in that moment? Because I've been there and, and you know, everybody wants to give you this awesome advice and and but like, you know, it just feels like crap normally. Like, you don't understand, <laughs> right? So what what do you say to that person, man, to, to get them over that mental hump?
1: And it's home because I've been there too. I, the first thing I say is I'm sorry that you're going through it because the reality is we need someone to care in that moment yeah and then the next thing is if they if they want to dig deeper is offering up a time to to get together with them and go through let's figure out what you need to make it through this time and cuz i don't think there's an easy answer but no. but i would want to be an encourager the, the first thing i'd say is i'm sorry and the next thing i'd say is you've been at the top of the mountain you know what it feels like
0: yeah
1: we just need to figure out how to get you back there Let's let's spend some time. Let's get you there. And and then the rest really, you know, you got to figure out the info of what, what what's causing the feelings and where we're at. And, you know, I think it's always easy to say this after the fact, but going through the hardships you've gone through, dude, I've had a, I've had a car and a hook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good feeling. Um, But going through that when you're on the other side, you're like, oh, that's what that was for. Yeah. Right. I had to experience that so that I could know that I never want to be there again, but also because there's somebody else that's going to go through that. And and we're not meant to do this journey alone. Right. That's right. So ah, yeah. If somebody called me and said that, I'd just say, Hey man, sorry, look at, you've been here. You've, you've had those moments, you've had the greatness, which means that's inside you. It really is. Yep. But now figure out what's going on, why you lost your mojo. Gotta figure out what's going on. Is it is it a turn of events that's just you know? Yeah. Thing is, everybody. I had somebody ask me this. Where do you, where's Rockstar gonna be in three years? Where's it gonna be in five years? Where's it gonna be? Fuck, I don't know. If I knew, I would. It would be there now. Right. But here's what I know uh, is that we're gonna keep doing the right things. We're gonna keep loving people because that's the right thing. Yeah. And I'll tell you, three, five, and ten years from now, the reason I say I don't know isn't because we're ill prepared. It's because I don't know what kind of blessings are coming our way from doing the right stuff. Right. But they're going to be big.
0: That's dude, that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's so awesome. And you're right, man. I don't think that anybody, you know, if, if you, you've got a, you've got, it's a, it's a gradient, like I said earlier, it's a gradient growth pattern that you have to experience because if it's all handed to you like that, Dude, there's no way like you just it's it doesn't have the same meaning. It just doesn't. So, um, sure. dude, listen, man, I I genuinely and I it pops up on my screen every time somebody shares this. So I want to say thank you to I know Robert Brooker shared it. I think Craig Lockard shared it. I I want to say thank you to everyone who shared this out. That's that's so awesome. Really is. And And Matt, I want to thank you. I know you're. Uh. It's early out there in California. You're there for NADA. Um, I want to thank you for for taking the time to, you know, make sure you were up and at them early this morning to be on the show, man. I appreciate it. You don't want to see the pajama pants. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't.
1: Thank you so much, Ken. Seriously, it is an honor to be on your show, dude. I've seen the guest list, and I truly feel honored to be on here. Thank you so much, my friend.
0: Man, it's my honor. My pleasure. Thank you. And, and, hey, hopefully you, uh, you make some great connections out there at NADA and things go well for you, dude.
1: Rockstar, baby. Bringing it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate all of you. Thank you to everyone, again, who shared this out. Really appreciate it. Thanks for watching. And we will see you guys next week. Next week. So have a great day. Peace out.